0: I don't know if it's me being a perfectionist or maybe I'm just not where I wanna be until I'm at a point where I no longer need to introduce myself and in that I have proved myself to people in the industry and also in Hollywood. I can do this and that I'm a good bet, and that I have a good strong product behind me. I need to keep going because that's security not only for me Plus security for everyone else. And I have to take that into consideration. So the moment that I slack off or the moment I feel that I've done enough, there is always someone younger, someone prettier that's coming up behind me, chasing me. And if they catch up, that hurts me and that hurts everyone else. I have to keep going.
1: Hey there, friends. And welcome to the Women with Ambition podcast. Making money, seeking freedom, and chasing dreams. I'm your host, Desheena Woodard, the Financial Freedom Coach and Certified Life Coach. In this podcast, we talk to high-achieving women who earn good money, yet they still have an ambitious goal they're trying to reach. But here's the thing, they haven't fully accomplished it yet. So these amazing ladies are going to share their firsthand insights about the financial insecurities, the challenges, and the triumphs they face as they take on their ambitious goals. So if you're an ambitious woman with an ambitious goal, and you're looking to get past your fears and financial insecurities that are keeping you stuck, then this is the podcast to help you. We're going to give you the tools and inspiration you need to take action and chase your dreams. So let's get started. Okay, so today I am speaking with Michaela, who started acting and modeling as a side hustle during COVID. She didn't expect for it to take off, but now her world is in a state where she's excited, and also scared because she's also finding that being a minority makes it harder. Michaela comes from a 150 k salary and into a career that's completely new. She's going to be the featured actress in the movie Rise that is a network-sponsored film and features her as an actress, but she is also afraid of her own success or the fear of failure. Thank you so much for being here today, Michaela. Thank you.
0: Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure.
1: Awesome. Okay. So I'm going to let you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about uh, your background.
0: Okay. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Michaela DeShiel Bryant, um, and I have completely started over in my career. So we talked about a little bit. And an intro about rise, and I'll get into that. Um, but essentially, I'm coming from a state of where a lot of my coworkers and peers, and even, and even other just women, are trying to get to that that level of respect within any industry, especially IT. And I'm essentially coming from being a global senior director for a fortune 100 company um dollars a year plus bonuses plus incentives traveling to different countries every year i'm coming from that and i have completely decided to start over um and the reason why is what i'm coming from at the end of the day was not fulfilling it i had this thought um and it's aligned with the character in Rise that if today was my last day on earth, I would not be happy. I would have all these things, but emotionally and spiritually for me, I would not be happy because that's that's something I'm good at and not something I want to do. And I think that just we get stuck within this rhythm of doing what we should do instead of doing what we want to do. So I'm making the choice and scared of my wits to do the thing that is more fulfilling to me, and that is being an actress modeling. Um, the salary, of course, right now is not equivalent um, because I'm coming from 10 years within the IT within the IT industry, learning multiple languages and programming and speaking different languages and utilizing my skill sets there to basically utilizing my talent that I've only been really fully embracing for the past two years. So since I decided this journey during COVID is how it started, um, I got picked up by a modeling agency here in Dallas called Sunshine Productions. Um, from there, I began getting requests to do traveling. So I did hire a manager um, and then i uh, currently working with Wright Management. Althea Wright is my manager. We started getting requests to do modeling shoots uh, for Shuba Magazine, Celine Magazine, and we just recently did a shoot for Dolce. And these were like um, like page shoots or like the inside. These were cover shoots that we were doing. And so we're like, okay, so now I'm starting to travel during COVID, mind you, to all these different countries and um, working with different photographers, working with different people, meeting new people. And it was very um, inspiring, very humbling and also just very eye-opening that, okay, this this is what I was supposed to do. I was also casted as a lead actress onto a series called Circlings. After that, I was casted as a supporting actress in a movie that's already out now called Manifesting Interview, and I was also casted in a TV series called Old Town, and now I was casted in a TV series called, I'm sorry, not TV series, but a movie called Rise as a Future Actress. So. On paper, you know, um, I have to sit down with my manager and we go, wow, this is great. This is this is what you're supposed to be doing. But it's also that whole thing of I'm leaving something that I've known within the IT industry and having worked for for something that's new. I am terrified um, because every day is a battle. It's not it's, it's not like my old job where I know the ins and out. I know what to do. And it's very monotonous if you um, if you have it. It wasn't like, okay, I knew what to expect. I'm not sleepwalking, if, if, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. In my own career, I was sleepwalking day to day, day, day while earning this really great salary. I, I know what to do. I know what to expect. As an actress model, I don't. Um, because you're competing against so many people from so many places, with so many backgrounds. And it's not just your talent, it's the way you look, the way you sound, the way the director envisions you in this role. And at my previous job, you know, everything, like I knew the results, like right then and there, I, I knew how to predict that there wasn't any guessing. As an actress and model, um, it is very guesswork um, because sometimes it could take weeks in, I, and I'm currently in this position, it's taking weeks to hear back on something that I've worked hard for. Mm-hmm. And my old job, it was a nine to five. Well, I do not say a nine to five. At best, it was like a eight to six, because um, I would work a lot of overtime. Um, with acting and modeling, it's not a nine to five. It's uh, like a 3 a.m., it's like a 12 a.m. Because you're auditioning, you're talking to your manager, you're looking for your next role, you're reading for the next role, you're doing character prep, scene breakdowns. There is so much work that I did not know previously that went into being a model and actress, and now add in the sprinkle of being a minority and trying to break into this industry. It is hard, very very hard, and very. Um, lucrative because not all the roles um suit me and sometimes if I do submit to a role that is casted as a different demographics and I audition for it I'm like in a standby mode and so am I terrified of course (laughs) you know you're you're leaving something that is like short set and You know what to expect, this great salary. And people are like, Are you insane for doing this? And I'm like, Maybe I kind of feel a little bit terrifiable right now. (laughs) And I'm leaving it for something that I would, I'm I'm completely starting over uh, within my career at 30. And it's like, Okay. it's not a lot of time. My manager told me. Uh, my manager keeps telling me that there's been plenty of successful successful actresses that have started out um, a little bit later uh, after they they gotten discovered, which is essentially in the same bucket that I am. Uh, but I'm just like it's a little bit terrifying. It, it is. Um, if you look at my social media, if you look at my MDB, you say, "Oh, these are going great." You've only been doing this for like a year and a half, and you have all these credits. And I'm like, "Yeah, that's great," but. I am terrified. <laughs> I really am. Um, not, just about my, not just of my own success, but also the unknown. Because um, right now, I, like I said, I am waiting to hear back on a major role um, that I'm in a final running for. And hopefully I can announce that soon mm-hmm. um, once it's for sure that I've gotten it. But it's, it's like that. It's like in in, in IT, it's, it's for certain in acting modeling you don't know, it can go either ways, which is why I'm still in love with this movie Rise. And and the reason why I'm in love with it, when we first was brought the concept of the movie, we were already planning the Dolce shoot, uh, which at the time was Lucy Magazine's shoot because we were supposed to do a shoot for them. The shoot unfortunately got bought out by Celine Magazine, which does happen. And then we were like, okay, well we started concept building for the next shoot for Lucy Magazine. And unfortunately that shoe got brought, that shoe got bought out by Dolce. Dolce was like, no, we want it. Um, but at that time we were approached to do, to turn us into a film um, that essentially what we were going through really aligned with a character that they were developing and building. And she was also within my demographic or my age range as an actress. So as an actress, I play a 24 to a 28 year, um, 28 year old range. Um, because physically i I am not equipped to play the thirty year old range or higher um because I look a lot younger than what I actually am. So when they brought it to me in aligned with what we were doing, they wanted to incorporate the shoot into the movie. And you want to talk about deja vu or just like that weird kind of like alignment. This was completely weird because the way the script was outlaid, it was essentially this lady who was leaving her life of comfort of Never having to worry about money, never having to worry about finances. Um, they were depicting this lady as having, you know, the the coveted house, you know, the multi-million dollar house, the multi-million, like the cars and the accolades, the successes, the friends. She was leaving that and starting over. And I went, Oh my god, this is me. <laughs> this is because like I am like literally doing the same thing. And this movie, it captures just the highs and lows that people don't see on the surface or, or that they don't see on the surface. It goes deeper um, into her riding her roller coaster and what she goes through um, just to try to make it. And it captures, you know, that pinnacle moment of where she thinks she's made it, where she's at this great opportunity. She's in another country working, filming, and then something tragic happens that kind of derails her. Um, And that's just the industry, right? And as an actress, as a model, you can't predict what's going to happen. You can get a role and then financially or um, it could be the network, they could decide not to do it anymore. And then you're back on the market looking for another role, for another job in order to support yourself. And that's not what people don't see. You see all these famous celebrities talk about, their journeys afterwards, right? Like like they, like you hear them say, oh, I remember six years ago when I was struggling to find my next job or oh, I remember when I was sleeping in cars. I'm not sleeping in a car, but <laughs> they go through Excellent. that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they go through that and they uh-huh. talk about these hardships and then you can't help to go, yeah, you know, right? Um, but within this movie, it really does capture those moments that this is not like a person or a face that, you know, immediately, like she's not all over mainstream right now. Um, so she's still building up her career. So it's like, uh, if you were like a halfway point where she used dictating her rise to success although she hasn't made it there. And what I love it is that it's so relatable, not only to other actresses, but also to other musicians or any other person that's trying to break into an industry that may be hard to break into. Maybe they started late, maybe they're leaving something else, um, similar to myself and this character, um, to do what they love. And it's relatable, right? Because you can feel the hardship. You can resonate with the hardship. You can resonate with getting this opportunity that is supposed to change your life and then having it taken away from you and having to kind of, you know, cowgirl up. (laughs) We're in Texas, so we have to cowgirl up and go, okay, am I going to break? Am I going to quit? Am I going to go back to my comfy life um, and just not be happy? Or am I going to push forward in something that I love and continue to do that. And I think that's the place where I'm at, that, that, that's the place the, char- the character decided to push forward, but that was written for her, that was in a script. Mm. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have anyone with a script saying, okay, Michaela, in scene 26, this is what you're gonna do and this is how it's gonna play out. I don't have anyone telling me that. Um, so whenever I get knocked down in life, whenever I don't get a role, or maybe a film has been delayed or a project has been delayed for some reason. Mm -hmm. I have to go through the motions of, am I going to keep going? Um, Am I going to keep doing this? Am I going to keep up with my talent? Or am I going to go back to what was familiar? Mm -hmm. And right now, um, I, I, I can't go back. Um my one my my siblings though make it easy for me to go back because they didn't they didn't hyped up you like you know how families are like yeah. like like they hype you up so much, you're like,' oh now I have to live up to this expectations, so my family saves space mm-hmm. <laughs> so that and then I also have you know siblings that look up to me, and I have family members that look up to me that they're like, okay, so it's not just a failure, mm-hmm. it's not just to struggle. It's also this overwhelming sense of, it's not just me. There are other people that are invested in me that have believed in me, that have supported me. I have had, um, right time management was spun up to support me after my old manager had left me in a really bad position. Mm. I have family members that are looking to see what I'm going to do next. I have friends they're looking to see what I'm going to do next and it's like all right, it would be selfish of me to say I'm in this alone or that I'm the only one that's going through it. Mm-hmm. it it's 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 me, it's my fitness coach is my dietitian is my manager it's my publicist. we're all in it and my success is their success and my failures are their failures and you want to talk about struggle or you want to talk about <laughs> well,
1: about to say stop and look at it like that like you know so many people are invested in you and your success your success is their success and if you don't make it so tell me how does that make you feel knowing do you feel like you're carrying this big weight around like if you you can't quit uh, even if you wanted to how are you you feeling about that
0: I, it's like you said, it's a weight Mm -hmm. because, um, as an actress, once you get so many people involved, um, I'm saying as an actress, because that is, uh, my main goal. Modeling is something I fell into. Um, it's, it it wasn't planned. Acting has always been the main course and goal. So as an actress, you you have, I have my dietitian, I have my coach, my fitness coach that keeps me in shape. Mm -hmm. I have my manager. And if you think about it, they take 10%. Or, or they take their cut out of your projects to like to feed and support their families. And to know that if you don't get this project, they don't feed their families. That is. That so it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, okay, I got you. I got you. I'm going to work harder now so you can feed your kids. <laughs> so okay, it's, it's... okay. Wow. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, um, Okay, so tell me, did you mention that you got into the modeling because you wanted to, was that just because of COVID, because you wanted to, you needed some extra cash or what What made you get into that?
0: Um, I got into it, I was in a very bad situation mm-hmm. and I needed an outlet, something that was creative. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, the company I was with is federally financed and backed. So they were still going strong through COVID. Money was not an issue. Um, But I think most women find themselves in a situation too. Uh, You get attached to someone. And unfortunately during that time, it caused a lot of people to sit down and think, okay, is this really right for me? Because now you don't have work to kind of block it out. You kind of have to confront it. And so I got into modeling and acting. As an, as an outlet, right? Um, something to do creatively. Because I'm a person that I, I, I'm constantly going. I can't really sit still. Mm-hmm. And COVID forcing me to sit still was not something to go for me. So I did that more so as a reliever. Mm-hmm. How I got discovered was on stage at um, Battle of Texas. I remember it like yesterday. It was my first show. and um, I got approached by Sunshine Productions. They want me to do modeling. And I said yes, because uh, I was in the shape. I had the look that they were looking for and um, they really liked my skin tone. So I was like, okay, I'll do that. And then I got into Circling's was, no, sorry, Manifest was the next job I secured as an actress. So I fell into modeling. I pursued acting because I have always been an actress. I started out um, in school as an art minor or, or arts major, sorry. Um, I was taking theater. I taking classes. I was always dramatic, <laughs> as, I, as my mom would put it. I was one of those kids that, you know, your mom always signed you up for like the Christmas church plays or Christmas Easter plays. She had us in every single scene. And I remember, like, yesterday, I was doing an Easter skit as Mary Magdalene. And I remember I got so into this character, everyone stood up. And, like, they applauded. My mom was crying. So I'm like, okay, I can do this. And then I began taking classes for it. So acting has always been in it for me. Modeling was something I fell into. So when an opportunity came to actually pursue this as a career, I was hesitant. And to say that I'm not hesitant now, um, I would be lying because I still am. I only get validation when something pans out. Or Something unexpected happens like a rise or a manifest or a TV series that I'm finally getting, and yeah, so it is
1: when you say you only get validation, what do you mean by that?
0: So, you get roles, right? You submit to roles, and right now, everything is virtual because of you know, COVID and monkeypox out there, and maybe ostrich disease is coming next. I don't know, <laughs> but it's, um. Everything is virtual, especially in L.A. L.A. is very strict right now. Um, they're trying to control like the situations and, you know, uh, make sure they keep California safe. I understand that. So everything's virtual. So I'm doing self-tapes. After the self-tapes, you submit to the casting directors. Casting directors see it. They see your look, your voice, how you're portraying the character. If they like you, you get a call back. And if you're lucky enough, you make it to the final role in casting, which is where I'm at. And then they'll go, okay, we want you. And that's your validation that you're supposed to be here. And you don't get paid to do self tapes. You don't get paid most times to do table reads or to do a chemistry reads. You only get paid when you book the job. And so it's, it, it's like that. And so that's what I mean that that's when I get validation. I would say the last validation I got was from Kenneth Braun, who is really big in Hollywood. He, worked on and wrote the Steve Harvey show for like 12 seasons. He's won an Emmy award for the Steve Harvey show and went on to produce another show. So when he saw me, I was actually applying for one of his roles he was like, I'm invested in you. I'm a fan of yours. I'm going to help you. And I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) really? You're going to help me? And so I, I jumped at it and I was like, okay, I meant to do this. But outside of that, You only get that good job when you book the role. It doesn't matter what other casting directors say. As an actress, they can give you validation to say you should be proud that you made it this far or you made it within the top 50. That's great. But how you know you're meant to do this is you keep getting repeat bookings. Or if a casting director remembers you from another read and goes, hey, I remember you. You're very memorable. Can you read for this role? And you go, yeah, That so in a nine to five, you get validation when you get your paycheck, right? And you do your reviews. There's either a quarterly review. You have your one on one, your bosses tell you how you're doing and you adjust from there as an actress, as a model. You don't really have that mm-hmm. because you, you are essentially your own boss. You're picking up, you know, your own jobs or you're working with casting directors to say, OK, am I employable? Yeah, great. Let's work together. And. That's your validation.
1: Okay. So that- I'm glad you related it to the paycheck because that makes sense, you know, that if your job continues to keep you on <laughs> and don't, and doesn't fire you or get rid of you, then I guess that is validation that they value you or that you are meeting the, at least the acceptable criteria to maintain the job. So yeah, I can see how that would be really terrifying when you have to wait six weeks or you never know when or if you're going to book that role even after you've gone through all the the steps and the auditions and getting to the final call, it's like, uh, am I gonna get that or not? That I can yeah. see that would be extremely terrifying. And so pursuing it is. pursuing this, it's kind of similar to entrepreneurship starting out you know, like starting your own business, because essentially, I guess you are your business, right? You're in the the Michaela Blind business, right? (laughs) So it's like you're starting your own business. And as you're trying to grow it or get it off the ground, there's a lot of struggle, fear, there's inconsistency in the income. So tell us, Michaela, how do you stick with it?
0: (laughs) It goes back to, it's not just me and mm-hmm. this when you're in your nine to five you know it's it's your job your assignments and it only impacts you when you're an actress it's it's not just you there are people I can tell you right now my makeup not done by me It's done by a makeup artist uh, my hair I have I have a hair specialist mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a manager producers that set things up for me I have a coach that literally like manages what I eat on a day-to-day is just so I stay fit and lean and employable in the market. So when you think about all these people that are invested into you as a person, as a product, as a service, it takes the selfishness out of it to say, oh, I don't like this anymore. I'm going to go. And you have all these people going, wait, we invested years or months into you, expecting you to keep going so we can all pan out. That's selfish. And so when I stop and I think about that, I'm like, okay, it's not just me. It's not. It's everyone that has either hyped me up, said good things, bragged about me, or have told their aunties, uncles, and 16 cousins removed about what I'm doing, or people that have turned out clients in order to pick me up as a client people have turned around or, 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 or turn away other people to train just to train me.
1: But so you have a fear of letting them down.
0: I have a very strong fear of letting them down. To um, yeah. so, like to put it simply, I started doing this seriously last year where I committed so many of my hours, so many of my time um, into pursuing acting and modeling and well, mainly acting. And since then I have picked up four roles. I only had one small role, but no background work. So these are all legit speaking lines and things that are credible to my IMDb page. So I've done that and I've done the cover shoots that I still feel like I need to do more uh, because. Why
1: is that? Tell us why.
0: For me, I don't know if it's me being a perfectionist or maybe I'm just not where I want to be until I'm at a point where I no longer need to introduce myself and in that I have proved myself to people in the industry and also in Hollywood that I can do this and that I'm a good bet and that I have a good, strong product behind me. I need to keep going because that's security not only for me but security for everyone else. And I have to take that into consideration. So the moment that I slack off or the moment I feel that I've done enough, there is always someone younger, someone prettier that's coming up behind me, chasing me. And if they catch up, that hurts me. And that hurts everyone else. I have to keep going. I don't, I I, I don't, I don't get the luxury of weekends. I don't get the luxury of holidays. I don't get the luxury of, I'm gonna take PTO to go to my sister's birthday party or wedding or baby shower. I am working seven days a week, almost 24 seven. I don't take a, um, you know, you heard the term taking a lighter to both ends of the candle. Mine's is more like a blowtorch (laughs) to both ends of the candle. I have to keep going because it matters. If you're the first to apply to the role, the better your chances. The first year to apply, the more time you have to prepare for that role. The more time you have to prepare, the better your delivery. The better your delivery, and to the point that casting people want to work with you, the better your chances of securing that job. And that means not only I get paid, but that means everyone else gets paid too. If I don't get paid, then that's a loss on their investment, and that's a loss for me.
1: So, so how does that affect you, like mentally and emotionally and physically? How does that impact you?
0: I have outlets. <laughs> um, I don't just go to the gym um, just to keep in shape. It's, it's, it is it is my therapy too. Um, definitely, it's definitely my therapy. I would say with mental pressures and not just the mental pressures, but societal pressures too. Um, I know other people may or may not resonate with this, but being an actress, especially a minority actress, you already have things going against you. Um, if your features are too pronounced, um, you won't get booked for a role. I've actually been told that before. I've, I've actually walked into auditions and walked into casting sets and modeling shoots, and I'm going, I can't quite pin your your ethnicity. What are you? I'm like, oh, okay. Um so you have those pressures too. And I know it sounds bad, but they're just doing their job and making sure that you fit the role or that your features match characters and how she's being described. And it's a lot of pressure. So I do a lot of meditating. I do have a psychiatrist um, to kind of you know help bounce things off of and keep me grounded. I have family that I work with that keeps me grounded and I have the gym and friends and oh my god my friends are so like they are so supportive because there may be weeks that they don't see me or days that they don't see me and there's like cats doing her thing cats overseas shooting filming modeling whatever she's trying to make it and I'm like all right you guys we're by the beach having crystal clear water (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this will all be worth it so they have been um very supportive so whenever I feel that um it's too much or it's too much pressure or can I do this of course I turn to my mama I'm, I'm always gonna turn to her and she'll she'll hold me down I have friends that hold me down and the fact I have also friends that own their own companies that can sort of relate to what I'm going through is invaluable because it's like that camaraderie that I know the hours you're putting in, I know you know the sacrifices you're making, the relationships that you've lost, the events you have to miss, and just having people that can relate, having people that can support me, having people that just like do your thing is invaluable. I have a psychiatrist um, because there is a lot of anxiety, of course, that comes with this job, (laughs) because essentially, like now I audition for a role and you hear back like every week or every other week if you've made it through. So imagine something that is going to change your life and you keep being told you're moving forward. Congratulations, you made it to the next phase. All right. Now you have to wait to the next email. You have to wait until the next phone call. And I'm just going to my manager. Have they sent you something yet? Like, did you get anything? I didn't get anything. Did you get anything? No, I didn't get anything. Okay. And you're monitoring your inbox for like 10 hours a day just to see if you're sending something or to see if if there's an update. It's very stressful. That is stressful.
1: Now, uh, I always like to know a little bit about like your childhood. So. Mm -hmm. When you were growing up, because finances touch every aspect of our lives, you went from making right. 150k a year to now having an inconsistent income while you're trying to to make it as an actress. So, how does that make you feel? Tell me about when you were growing up. Did you talk about money? How did you end up in this 150 thousand dollar career from the start?
0: Um, that's a combination of my mom and my dad my mom is college educated and I seen her work two jobs and go to school. And so, and that's when she had, you know, there were like four of us and she was doing that. So she can do it. I have no excuses. Uh, um, And we did talk about finances because, you know, of course, with her going to school and supporting a family, that was a lot of struggle. And then my dad um, was in the military. He is a Marine and, but he didn't have formal training, but he had military training And so, but seeing my mom's grit and getting, you know, her education that sparked me to get my degree because I want to be like my mom, like she is my role model. And then you have my dad on the other side, and he's going. I remember he said, "Knowledge is power, and power is knowledge. If you have knowledge, you can do anything. Knowledge is essentially the center of all power." And he was right. So I took my knowledge seriously. Um, Even after my college degree, I started early certifications. I started um, holding in my skills more, but I was very unhappy. Um, I, I, it was something I was good at. I've always been good at book smarts and I'm coming from, you know, my parents split when I was little and we didn't have the best financial situation. So for me right now, having an inconsistent income because I have those two sources I can take small contract jobs that will pay high sums of money for a short period of time until I book my next gig. And I set the record straight, like, hey, this is already temporary, just a contract for one or two months. And then it allows me to still, you know, have the fluidity to um, audition. But I'm in a position to where I don't have to work a waitress job or I don't have to work, um, you know, a door dash job to make ends meet. I have my education to assist me while I'm waiting for my other career to pan out. Is it ideal? No. So I would encourage any aspiring actor or actress, still go to school because it can still help you while you're pursuing your career. Even when we weren't, I I don't think anyone was filming during COVID is also a good thing to fall back on if you need it. We talked about finances. I'm going to be honest. I am not good with finances at all. As soon as I'm able to, I plan on hiring a financial advisor to help me with my finances. But the rule of thumb is I get what I need. And then I have certain brackets that I allow myself to indulge um, certain times of the year. But I don't. I try not to overdo it. Material things are fleeting. I'm not really a material girl. And personality is better than beauty. And those were the Q I always raised but That's awesome. So
1: when people are trying new things and they are dealing with inconsistent income, okay, so when jobs come through, how do you manage that? Do you you said you're you're not that great with money? So what do you do? You said you you put aside a certain amount that you can just spend mm-hmm. like for certain things, but how do you manage maintaining a place to live and paying your day-to-day expenses when you say you're not good with money? How do you manage that on an inconsistent income?
0: So I have an Excel spreadsheet that tells me what I'm paying for each month and how much I need to make in the in-between. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can equate that to hours of a contract I need to work. And I work overtime just to have a little bit more buffer, but I only spend what I need. and And right now life as an actress is already glamorous as it is with people paying free to travel. So I, (laughs) I don't, and I'm always working. So that that's how I balance it. I get what I need um, to survive what I need to do my job. Um, If traveling the agencies take care of, or the production team takes care of um, and I try not to go crazy. um, I really don't.
1: But I do like that you said you do have a certain amount. You get what you need. You're not a material person, but you do have that certain amount that you put aside just for a little splurge or some fun or something that you really want. That's awesome. So, Michaela, now tell me, what is your ambitious goal now that you're in this career and you're trying to make it? What's your ambitious goal?
0: I want to inspire other women to pursue their dreams. Don't get stuck. I know it's so easy to get stuck. And what's comfortable and what's easy. Um, But I definitely want people to stop and think that if the same thing as I had, if God gave you this enormous talent and this enormous ability, whether it's your beauty, whether it's playing a sport or acting, utilize your gift. Because it is just that it's a gift. Is not something that you're supposed to sit on and, and use it for a good purpose. Um, I will be an Oscar award-winning actress and an Emmy and a global role actress. I am speaking that to existence. I will not stop. And then I will use my platform to encourage other people to pursue their dreams. And not only to pursue their dreams, but to be kind. I think that as a role model, as a public figure, you have a duty to give something back into this world. And by the time I leave this planet, I don't want people to say, wow, that Michaela, she was really pretty. Or, oh, that Michaela, she oh, did she took great photos? Or, oh, her movies are so awesome. I want them to say, she was kind. If you met her, she'll give you the shirt off her back. If she if you're hungry, she fed you. If you need anything, you can count on Cap to be there to support you. I try to spread kindness. I don't like living in like the negative. So um, one thing that I do, and I like to keep this to myself, but there's a diner out in Plano um, and it's right next to my, uh, my office. And what we would do, or what I still do, is that I would tell the waitresses staff to pick one family or to pick one patron that looks like they need the assistance. And what I'll do is I'll pay for their meal and I'll leave a message on the receipt that just says, pay it forward, be kind to someone else. And what I'm hoping is that that will start a chain reaction and that one person will be kind to another person and that will be kind to another person. And all this killing and all this violence and all this hate that we have out here will get drowned out by kindness. I know it's not going to come from me, but it takes just one ripple to start a wave. And I want to use my platform as an actress to make such a big ripple that it causes an enormous typhoon. Beautiful.
1: I love that. Doing little acts of kindness to pay it it because we definitely need more kindness in this world. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. So uh, your big goal is to be an award-winning actress and, of course, to do good and help others along the way. But yes. to get to this Oscar-winning, Emmy-winning Golden Globe winning actress. What actions are you taking right now to help you get there?
0: I am taking acting classes. Um, I'm doing any workshops I can to hone in my skills. Like I said, um, it's it's not saying, oh, I'm waking up. I'm going to be an actress. I'm actually honing in my skills. Same thing as I was doing with IT and taking IT classes to build skill sets. I'm doing the same thing. So I'm working with Kenneth Braun, um, who's well-known in the industry, and he's he's tough on me. (laughs) He really is. Um, And he's the one that told me, yeah, yeah, he'll he'll go, yeah, you're pretty and you're very gorgeous, but that will only get you so far. That'll get you in the door. That won't keep you there. So he'll give me scripts to work on. He'll give me lines to work on. And every single week I'm with Kenneth Braun and we're working on my delivery and we're working on my presentation and how to get better. And now I'm working on how to present to casting directors better. It's so, and I'm auditioning, I'm, I'm submitting, I'm putting myself out there. I'm doing podcast interviews so people know who I am and why I'm doing it. And then put a face to the name, I'm putting myself and I'm going from a position of comfort and just being isolated and making lots of money to an uncomfortable situation myself in the public where I'm not so isolated, I'm in a fishbowl and working back up towards my salary.
1: That is so important that you said that. And I was just thinking that as you were talking, that's a big key to anybody pursuing their ambitious goal is you got to get. Comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's the expression that they say. And that is so true. I found that in my own experience, you know, there's things that I'm not comfortable with doing. I don't like doing videos. I don't like being live, but I'm doing those things because like you said, you have to put yourself out there. And just like you, you're also honing your skills. So you're getting outside of your comfort zone. You're honing in on your skills by taking workshops and acting classes. And then you're working with someone, a mentor to help you. You're doing auditions. So it's like you you don't just have a a dream. You're actually taking deliberate actions to help you reach that ambitious goal. And that is awesome. So what advice would you give to other women who may be Thinking about pursuing something, but it is uncomfortable and it is uncertain, and there is so much fear behind it. What would you say?
0: Nothing in life is ever certain. Even in your your nine to five, your nine to five, who got a business, COVID could happen. Yeah. People can lose their job. What you think is secure is not secure. It, it's it goes back to that analogy on the wall, that cave analogy, is that. Once you're so used to living in the dark, you get comfortable with it. If you can't see what's hurting you, or if you can't see what's outside, if you can't go outside, you don't think about it. But as soon as you exit that cave and you decide to go from ordinary to extraordinary and that sunlight touches your skin, it becomes addicting. You want to do everything and anything you can to stay in that sunlight. So Nothing is ever for certain. Even with me leaving my career to pursue acting and I'm doing it and it's, and it's panning out, but you have to work for it like anything else in life. If you want it, you will put in what you get out. You put in the hours, you'll get something miraculous out. Um, You can't expect to just have an agent or manager to do all the work for you. You have to do the work yourself because at the end of the day, it's your face, it's your voice, it's your character, it's your image that's out there. And if you want to be known, you have to make some noise. So make as much noise as you can, be as loud as you can, don't ask, and this is me, I'm not asking the industry for permission to let me in. I'm telling the industry I'm here. And by hook or crook if it takes me 24 hour days or continuous consecutive 26 hour days, I'm gonna make it and that has to be your attitude.
1: Absolutely that determination that is so important. I mean if you have that voice or that nagging sensation that you should be doing something greater than I think people should start listening to that voice and then understand what your big why is and when you have that, It'll keep driving you. So that is such a beautiful story. The whole story, Michaela, I love it. So now where can people find you?
0: Um, So you can find me on IMDb um, at Michaela Cat Bryant. You can also find me on Instagram at Bikini Mac. And you can look out for the movies Rise coming out on October 8th of this year, streaming on Plex, Amazon Prime, HBO. And you can also find it on Netflix.
1: Oh, that's so awesome. Okay, I can't wait to see it. I, I got to make sure I get this episode. I got I can get this episode out right around about that time or <laughs> or right after it. So that is going to be so awesome. Well, I'm rooting for you, girl. Way to go. Congratulations on all of your successes. And your message is going to be so helpful, I'm sure, for so many people that are pursuing things, you know, that are way outside their comfort zone, especially jumping into something so new and uncertain and unfamiliar and with so many challenges. But, you you're hanging there and you can get there. And that's beautiful. Yes. And keep up your spreading that kindness because we definitely need that in this world.
0: Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much, Michaela. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Women with Ambition, Making Money, Seeking Freedom and Chasing Dreams podcast. If you enjoy this podcast and you want to hear more, then be sure to do these three things. First, hit the subscribe button so you'll be notified each time a new episode drops. You can also visit us on the website extravagantlybroke.com slash podcast and subscribe to our email newsletter for all the latest women with ambition information. Second, share this episode with your family and friends because sharing is caring and we can all help elevate each other. Third, don't forget to leave us a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player so that we can continue to bring you more amazing stories from ambitious women just like you. So that's all for now. And thank you for allowing us to inspire you as you pursue your ambitious goals of making money, seeking freedom, and chasing dreams.